Since the start of the pandemic, scientists and public officials have struggled to effectively communicate scientific understanding about the ever-changing novel coronavirus to the public. As cases of the highly transmissible Delta variant continue to surge, Americans have to adjust to new pandemic restrictions and guidelines. Dr. Lena Wen is a public health professor at George Washington University and a CNN medical analyst. I spoke with her about following the science of COVID in real time. Dr. Wen, COVID has reshaped our consumption of scientific research. We're learning about the virus in real time with scientists and public health officials. What does the average person need to understand about the scientific process? It's a great question, and I do think that people have been confused sometimes by what sounds to them like changing guidance that is um, that seems to be changing without a clear explanation. And so here's what people need to understand. We are in the middle of a pandemic with a novel virus. The scientific process normally would be testing a hypothesis and getting results that we can then act on over time. The problem is in the middle of a pandemic, we don't have that time to wait. We need to act on the best information that we have, which also means that if new information comes out, we also have to adjust accordingly. And so I hope that people will understand that it's actually the hallmark of a good public health response that we are changing our guidance accordingly. It's not flip-flopping. Flip-flopping is if nothing changes and you change your guidance. But in this case, if new research evolves, you want the guidance to evolve accordingly. But because of all those changes in, say, wearing masks and capacity limits, how can public health officials better manage communication with the public in the face of this scientific uncertainty? I think there are three things. One is to clearly communicate that change is to be expected, that it is the bedrock of a good public health response, that change is occurring. The second is to not only explain the what, but the why. And I do think that's something that our CDC and in general health officials could do a better job of, that when new guidance is coming out, the reasoning for that should be very clearly explained. During the Trump administration, when the CDC and other top health officials were not allowed to speak to the public, that was a big problem because they didn't have a chance to communicate either the what or the why and devoid the explanation People fill in the vacuum with their own reasoning. And then the third thing is, I do think we need to communicate that national guidelines may not always be relevant to each local context. So sometimes there is a difference between what the CDC is recommending versus what a local jurisdiction is recommending. That is also okay. I think it's important, though, to communicate that um, that this difference is also to be expected especially when the conditions locally may be very different from what it looks like um, nationally. So many of us are what I would call regular worried about COVID, about all these things that you've mentioned, and we're, we're mostly, most of us, cautious. But there are a lot of people living in the extremes. Either they refuse vaccines, they refuse to believe COVID is even wor- worthy of worry, or they're so worried they've already gotten an unauthorized booster shot. So how do you bridge the gap between those who are so resistant and those who are so worried that they're acting outside of CDC guidance? So I might take a different approach here because I don't think that we need to bridge this gap. I think we're at a point in the pandemic where if you are fully vaccinated, you should be able to live your life how you wish to. There are some people who are going to go back to many aspects of pre-pandemic normal and 
that's okay. I'm not so concerned about the vaccinated when it's the unvaccinated who are the major sources of, of COVID-19 spread. Then there are other people who are vaccinated who are going to be really cautious. Maybe they have unvaccinated younger children who live at home. Maybe they are caring for immunocompromised elderly family members. I mean, I think we need to tolerate a large difference when it comes to people's acceptance of risk. Now, what we should not tolerate as a society is people who are eligible to be vaccinated and who are choosing not to do so. Those are the individuals who are perpetuating the pandemic, who are actually making it less safe for all of us. And I think we should really be focused on getting this group to be vaccinated, while at the same time recognizing that everybody else is going to have a very wide range of what they think is acceptable at this time, including if they wish to, getting booster shots early. I think the, that is a decision that individuals should be making in consultation with their physicians, because that is something that needs to be individualized to people's own medical circumstances. How can public health officials prepare us for living with this next phase of COVID-19? I think the key is asking the question of what is our plan? What is the goal at this point? I don't think that we as a country have articulated our goal. I think we should say probably that eradicating COVID and getting to zero COVID is just not possible in the U.S. But I don't think we've actually come to terms with that. And so Ultimately, I think what we need to get to is a point where nearly everyone who is eligible to be vaccinated is able to be vaccinated. We protect ourselves to the best of our abilities. We help the world so that we are not living with the threat of of new mutations and new variants all the time. And we try to reduce our risk while also recognizing that COVID is with us for the foreseeable future. Thank you, Dr. Lena Wen. This is 91.5 WBEZ.